Hello, I'm Matthew Kidman. And I'm Ali Selby. And today we've got a very hard question for fund managers. It's who they would invest with if they couldn't invest in their own fund. You've done it again, Ali. You've put me in a really difficult position. I'm supposed to be friends with all these people, but I'll give it a shot. Your money, you retire, you've got to give it to someone. Who are you going to give it to out there? Who's your favourite other fund manager? Well, um, apart from Fifth Estate, <laughs> um, Hyperion Global is a fund manager we've got some money with. I think, you know, I look for things that are outside our core expertise and for the people we think, you know, do a good job in those areas. Um, I think Mark and Jason, you know, they've had a really tough year this year, there's no doubt about it. But you know, I can't help but think there's going to be some mean reversion at some stage in that area of the market. In a manager, I want to find a fair fee schedule that aligns with the investors. I want to find a manager that truly sticks to his mandate even through the difficult times. You know, I've been noticing some fund managers maybe protecting their portfolios somewhat against the cycle that's happening at the moment. I want someone who's going to stick to the long-term mandate and I think Mark and Jason will do that. Um, so that's Hyperion Global is one that I, I've got some money with. I think when you're investing in a fund or when you're investing in equities, um, you've got to invest with conviction. And given that I look after my own money, I haven't really spent the time to get the conviction um, to give a real answer. And so for most people, I actually think the answer is invest in an index fund. That's, that tends to be what I would suggest to people if they're not prepared to spend the time. If you twisted my arm and said, give me one or two, I would say, look, Benelong have a number of funds that have done really well, including in the value space. Um, another company that's a little bit smaller and listeners might not have heard about is 51 Capital. We tend to find ourselves on many of the same registries um, as they're on and we've met with management and they seem like genuine, really good guys. I used to work for Oak Tree Capital and I hold Oak Tree in very, very high regard. I know Howard Marks was in Australia a few weeks ago and he is just a visionary in terms of how he thinks about markets and um, you know, particularly because Oak Tree has expertise in distressed and distressed debt. And if you look at where the world is, there's gonna be a lot of opportunities in distressed going forward. That's not an area where I have expertise. So I would give my money to Oak Tree, particularly Howard Marks, I think very highly of him. Yeah, look, I'd start by saying what looks interesting to us actually is venture capital. Or to me personally, I should say it looks at venture capital. For the simple point that technology valuations have been reset dramatically, mm. capital is now being rationed and there are companies that desperately need money. And that's a great backdrop actually for committing capital in, in the venture world. So look, I'd say that is of interest to me. I happen to invest money with Square Peg in some of the venture capital funds and I think they're really well placed to capitalise. A few people will say that, well, I want to invest with someone who doesn't quite do what I do. So it gives them a bit of diversity in how they manage their money in the equity market. And I think I fit that camp as well. Last year, I talked about the Eli Griffiths guys and, and they're very good, Dave Allingham. This year, I've just done an interview um, on a podcast with Paul Zaratis at Ausbill. Paul, in his big fund, has outdelivered by 3% per annum for 25 years. Wow. It is world class. And Paul manages a certain way, manages big caps, I do small caps. So I'm going to give my money to Paul this year. Yeah, the fund I'd pick would be Samuel Terry. Uh, it's a Sydney fund run by Fred Woolard. Uh, quite a low profile fund, but it's done incredibly well for a long period of time. I think it's done about 23% per annum for the last 10 years. More of a value fund, and I think going forward the next three to five years, I think value funds will be better placed than growth funds. Uh, funds under management are still quite low relative investable universe, so it's about 500 mil. So that's a fund that I, I would be very confident in. If you couldn't invest in Wavestone, your own fund, where would you invest? Look, 
something completely opposite in terms of a fund in Australia that I admire, completely different style to us, is Alan Gray in terms of their deep value. I think L1 have got a very long track record through multiple market cycles of delivering strong performance through a range of market cycles and I'd be happy to allocate capital to them if it wasn't in my own fund. Last year I'd said Caledonia and it was clear I was six months early. They had a bit of a tough time in the first six months of this calendar year. I'm going to double up. Really? Yeah, they're just starting to come back. They're below where they were last year in terms of uh, when, I, when I recommended it. So I'm going to double up. I think they're very good, they're very good investors. They've got their style. They know their positions very well. And they've just had a tough couple of years. It's like the way I look at stocks. You know, you want to look at good quality stocks with good management at a time when they're out of favour. Most of my money I, I invest in my own fund. I generally find I can then get grumpy with the fund manager much easier because uh, it's me. But I did invest in two funds this year. Uh, both of them are people I know who are a bit like us. You know, you have a good, when we started out, you have a good track record. Uh, and you have a lot of kids that are going to need dental work for the next 10 years. So you're pretty focused. Uh, these guys have just started out. Um, I know them well and I invested in both their funds. And so one's Sintra Capital, which is Josh Kitchen and Tony Sutton. And the other one I think is LSN, which is Nick Slade and, and Nick Light. And they're the two funds I did invest in this year because I'm happy to back guys with good track records who, who are pretty hungry at the moment. I will absolutely invest in fund managers who's uh, uh, either very good with bottom up or very good at with macro. Um, not many of them actually very good with macro investing, which is top down. Um, and one of the newest listed fund manager is GQG. Um, and um, that business ha actually has demonstrated really strong performance track record uh, compared to every other fund manager that's listed. Um, this is the only one actually have quite consistent good performance uh, throughout the period. Uh, and, uh, and that's one of the very few manager actually still have inflow. Pinnacle is another one that you know it's kind of a diversified fund manager but that is a company that has incredible amount of suites of uh, fund managers within this portfolio and that's also something that we'll be looking at. I think we'd, if we were to go with another manager we'd look for something that's a bit different to what we do and I think Regal really fits that that bill you know we really admire the way they can go long short the market they've got a great track record really smart operators they've really got a deep team um, and I think, you know, in fact, we have actually had money in the past personally with them. And I think that's the, the manager I'll probably put money again with in the future. Look, I'm sticking with small caps. So, you know, there, there are a few floors below us and do a very good job. So it'd be the Ellie Griffiths guys. I think, yeah, Ben, Dave and Tim have done a tremendous job over a number of years. And, you know, I used to work with Nick Adira um, at CLSA and he's done an awesome job in the micro cap fund and has been smashing it. So it'd be with the Ellie's guys. Without doubt, uh, Nick Griffin Munro Partners. And the reason for that is I've seen, have you seen Nick present? He is just, he is sensible. Uh, he's long-term, the funds management game is long-term. He's in a good asset class, which is global growth. Uh, and he knows what he's doing. And when you hear him present, you realize the logic behind uh, long duration themes that he picks up on uh, just makes sense. Uh, so I would happily invest with Nick because I know he's not going to blow me up uh, and he is going to achieve things I can't achieve domestically. If you had to give your money to someone else who's a professional manager, another fund manager, a competitor, who are you going to pick from the vast range of people out there? I think that's easy. I'd be giving it to Orbis who are you know, cousins of Alan Gray. You know, they just have a very, very disciplined approach. They're looking for opportunities away from the crowd, great long-term results um, and proven track record in, in managing large sums of money. Look a bit like platinum? Uh, pretty much. <laughs>